Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Triangles Meditation Group. And today is June 21st, 2021. And a warm welcome to everyone. Let's just take a brief moment to link with this group and with the larger network of triangles throughout the world, building a bridge of lighted energy as triangles always does and connecting ourselves with the spiritual hierarchy of the planet. And we sound together the noontime recollection. We know, O oh Lord of light and love, about the need. Touch our hearts anew with love that we too may love and give. So our work together on these webinars is to introduce the work of triangles to new people. And we will extend a warm welcome to anyone here today who might be new to this work. And today we are having the fortunate opportunity to be part of World Unity Week. So there may be some people joining from that network, um, which began on the 19th uh, this week and it will extend till June 26th. So I'm sure Dot will place in the chat box a link if you'd like to receive more information about that work. And so we also, meet each, each Monday to come together, those of us who are already members of Triangles, to participate in a meditative visualization in the support and strengthening of this planetary network. What we're trying to do in the work of Triangles, it's a simple activity, but the work that we're trying to undertake is by no means simple. <laughs> but it is vitally important and it's aiding those elder brothers, uh, the spiritual hierarchy in the work. Their primary objective is to a long-term vision of changing the etheric network, the energy body surrounding the planet from one of triangles, one of squares to one of triangles. So right now, the square shape that encircles our planet is reflective of the personality we aren't a sacred planet, but as we work together in triangles, as we work together in our daily meditation and our lives of service, we are doing what we can to help change that, to help reconfigure the planetary network into one of triangles, which is reflective of the soul. And as we do so increasingly, reaching out to more and more people and encouraging them to form triangles. We're playing our part in, in this massive task, which will take a considerable amount of time to change the whole etheric structure of our planet and consequently the whole tenor of our civilization. So the work that we do each day is simple. It's a visualization technique using the power of thought to uplift and transform consciousness. And so basically we just 
find two other people that we would like to work with, friends, coworkers, people we don't know, people in our community, people on the other side of the planet, and agree each day to link with them in thought, visualizing a triangle of lighted energy between the three of you. And then you place your triangle, visualize it as part of this vast planetary network of triangles. And as the network is visualized, you invoke the energies of light, love and power to flow through the network, through the medium of the great invocation, a world prayer. And the energies through that means are released into all open hearts and minds. So if you would like to be part of this network, if you're new to this work, you can place your name in the chat box and two other people here today will surely agree to form a triangle with you. And last week we introduced again, a call for anyone on the webinar who would be interested in forming triangles with people from Japan. We um, are forming these triangles now through your help. And so anyone who has not already signed up and would like to be part of this work that the Tibetan encouraged us to undertake of forming triangles with the Japanese people in order to further and awaken the planetary network. So please do encourage you to place your names in the chat box. So let's, uh, and today as part of our contribution to World Unity Week, we're very delighted to have the participation of two uh, indigenous people who will share some of their understanding of the prophecies of the indigenous people. And so after the meditation, we will hear from them. So let's now begin by visualizing the planet as a sphere of lighted energy. And within that sphere, let's visualize a triangle consisting of the three planetary centers. Shambhala, the planetary head center, the spiritual hierarchy, the planetary heart, and humanity, the planetary throat center. and visualize the energy circulating around the three points, filling the triangle with light. And within the center of that triangle, visualize a five-pointed star, the star of the world teacher, linking east and west past, present, and future, merging the three points, radiating love wisdom. And at each point of the star, 
the sphere of his activity, he visualized the five planetary centers radiating from the center of the star energies out through these five points. London, Darjeeling, New York, Geneva, Tokyo. Visualize these outpouring energies enlivening small groups gathering everywhere, aiding them to focus and direct the inpouring energies into the consciousness of all humanity, solving its problems, creating right human relations, restoring peace on earth. Again, lift the rainbow bridge of lighted energy towards the hierarchy and sound together the invocation of light. Radiance we are and power. We stand forever with our hands stretched out, linking the heavens and the earth, the inner world of meaning and the subtle world of glamour. We reach into the light and bring it down to meet the need. We reach into the silent place and bring from thence the gift of understanding. Thus with the light we work and turn the darkness into day. Thank you. So this is a rather special day, each solstice point in the annual cycle. Here in the Northern Hemisphere, we have the greatest imporing of light on the solstice. <clears throat> in certain ways, it could be viewed as the culmination of the great influx of light that occurs each year during this higher interlude of the Aries, Taurus and Gemini full moon periods. So today is, we could look at it as a great crescendo releasing uh, that light through the ether. So it's an important time for triangles workers to do their daily practice with this recognition in mind. <clears throat> but since our theme today is prophecies, 
it's helpful to remember one of the key reasons why we work together in triangles uh, as embodied in the great invocation. And because this work of triangles is really not limited to this period in planetary history, because as I said, the work of transforming the planetary grid will take eons still to finalize. But we are given the great invocation at this time as our major tool in working with this transformative work. And so in a certain sense, the Tibetan says that this prayer, which is the embodiment of seven word forms that are found upon the inner planes, he says there's a, a marking on those inner planes, which indicates that the time for the use of the invocation is now. And so this particular dispensation of this triangle's work, which may take another form in the future, but at this time, it's very much linked with the great invocation. And so the prophecy, uh, there are a number of prophecies contained within the invocation. We surely don't know what they all are and the full potential of this prayer. But we do know that in the second stanza, we are invoking the return of the world teacher, the return of the living Christ. And so that is a prophecy. Um, one of the fundamental prophecies running through all the world's religions and through the teachings of the ageless wisdom. And in fact, the Tibetan teacher who brought forth the works of Alice Bailey stated that there were two primary um, goals of all the work that he did, two primary points of greatest importance. And they were to bring to the attention of humanity the existence of the new group of world servers, which was a new event established in the last century, just beginning, which will not go away, will become a permanent uh, part like a new center within the planet, planetary Ajna center, growing out of humanity, the planetary throat center, and bridging towards the hierarchy, the planetary heart. So the new group is essentially a bridging group. But the other key point, key task that underlay all of the work of the Tibetans um, that he brought forward for the entire hierarchy, is this teaching on the reappearance. And this teaching came forward, as most of you know, um, 100 years ago, it started between 1919 and 1949, a 30-year period. So we might say, well, we're living in quite a different time. The teachings were given out in, in a time when religion held perhaps greater prominence in the lives of many people in the West. Um, we can't say whether that's good or bad, it just is the reality. Many people in other parts of the world, of course, are still highly religious and within their particular religions, there is often this mention of the coming time that we're approaching wherein a great world teacher is going to step forward the challenge for us today 
in a very secular world is to try and ponder ways whereby we can present these ideas being one of the key ideas one of the key means the Tibetan said of mobilizing support for um, the work that we do, mobilizing the funding for the work that we do is to attempt to find a way to present these ideas to a, a secular world. Um, and if we really think about it, this prophecy of a coming world teacher in such a secular world we know that this coming forth cannot take the same form as it has in ages past, because this is a recurring um, manifestation at each age, at each dawning of a new age, a teacher steps forward. So this time is no different, but we could say that because we live in a global society, because we are often very secular, this teacher cannot step forward in the traditional sense of coming forward through a religion, through a particular tradition, um, and for a particular group of people. It comes for all humanity. And so there, therefore, linking this teacher to any one religious tradition dooms it to miss part of the picture of what's unfolding. And so our task is to present it in a new way to a new generation of seekers. And so I just hold that out there, that our prophecy that we're charged with helping to prepare the way for has to be done in a new way. So we might want to consider, and we will consider this in future webinars, how we can do this to best aid uh, the unfolding of the plan for our planet. So let's now work with our meditation. Coming together in group fusion, standing as we are on the mental plane, at the center of the Evendarm cross, we project a bridge of lighted energy towards the spiritual hierarchy. And we link as a soul, as a point of love and light with all people throughout the world who are working with this Triangles Meditation Group. And we project the alignment towards the highest center, the center of pure light, Shambhala, where the will of God is known. and sound the affirmation of will. In the center of the will of God I stand. Naught shall deflect my will from his. I implement that will by love. I turn towards the field of service. I, the triangle divine, Work out that will within the square and serve my fellow men.
holding our alignment, we use the creative imagination to link in the center of this cross with two other points of light to create a triangle of light. And we visualize the triangle in which we're working as an essential part of the worldwide radiant triangles network. And through that united network of all triangles workers, we immerse ourselves in the light of the group soul, which underlies and infuses this network. And we lift our consciousness to the world teacher who stands as the heart of love at the center of the spiritual hierarchy and at the heart of each triangle. And now we visualize the energies of love, light, and goodwill circulating in and around the Triangles Network. Visualize these energies unifying and eliminating all divisions within humanity, healing and transforming human consciousness and establishing right human relationships.
sound together the mantra of unification. The souls of all are one, and I am one with them. I seek to love, not hate. I seek to serve and not exact due service. I seek to heal, not hurt. Let pain bring due reward of light and love. Let the soul control the outer form and life and all events and bring to light the love that underlies the happenings of the time. Let vision come and insight. Let the future stand revealed. Let inner union demonstrate and outer cleavages be gone. Let love prevail. Let all people love. Visualize the whole planet, a light with triangles. See new triangles being formed everywhere. distribution. As we sound the great invocation, silently or aloud, let's visualize the triangles network acting as a link between the world of spiritual realities and humanity, as a channel through which light, love, and divine purpose may flow into human consciousness. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, 
let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. So now I'd like to invite Brother Phil Lane to turn on his video. And he will be sharing with us today. He's the hereditary chief and is an enrolled member of the Ihan Tanwan Dakota and Chickasaw Nations and is an internationally recognized leader in human community and economic development. And during the past 54 years, Chief Lane has worked with indigenous peoples from the Americas, Micronesia, Southeast Asia, China, India, Hawaii, and Africa. And he served 16 years as an associate professor at the Faculty of Education at the University of Lethbridge in Alberta, Canada between 1980 and 1996. In 1982, Chief Lane co-founded the Four Worlds International Institute with indigenous elders and spiritual leaders. And as well, Phil is chairman of Four Directions International and Compassion Games International. And also joining Phil today will be Adriana Alvarez, if she is on the call, if she could um, turn on her video. And Adriana is part of the Awana Colectiva. She's from Mexico. And this is a group of women who guard the sacred fire in the Amazon. So welcome, Phil. So nice to have you with us. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. And I so enjoyed, so deeply enjoyed the reflection that you close with. And with that thought, I'm going, I would like to share one of the sacred songs that comes from Om, Om Namah Shivaya, to begin this yes. meditation together, this visit together. And one of our dear, dear uh, elders, Antonio Vargas, elders uh, who I've known for many, many years. Um, we're, she's busy working on uh, finding a solution. Uh, she's, what happened was in Ecuador, 
they flew in with a helicopter and took him out and put him in prison for nothing. And he's just an elder gentleman. He's a leader. He was one time the leader of all the indigenous relatives in, in uh, Ecuador. So well, she's doing that. So she won't be able to join. Oh, here she is. Here she is. Perfect. Perfect. Ah, she's back. She's done the work. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and, and, and use to, to share with you. And I'll say a little prayer. Okay. And I'll have Adriana share. <clears throat> oh, Shiva. Creator of the universe, most beloved one, all-powerful one, most kind one, most compassionate, ever-forgiving one. We call upon your holy power that connects all life, that gives us all. We give thanksgiving in the very center of our being, the very inmost chambers of our heart. And creator of all good things, we also give thanksgiving to all our ancestors who are here with us at this time. Closer that our closest vein, they're here with us, guiding us, supporting us, inspiring us towards the beginning of peace on earth by 2030. And creator of the universe, most beloved one, we call upon all the tribes and nations of the East to come together in unity and harmony. Through Triangles we wish and pray they be created everywhere in a good way. We might all understand one another. Nakashala Wakantaka, creator of the universe, we call upon summon through your holy covenant, through your holy power, all the tribes and nations of the south, they might come together in unity and harmony, compassion, love, tenderness, and surround us and inspire us during this world unity week. We call upon all those tribes and nations of the West, from where comes thunder, lightning, and rain, they might come together in unity and harmony, in love and compassion. We call upon all those tribes and nations of the North, from where comes the white snow, they might come together in unity and harmony and purify our hearts and minds as we join all our relatives from the East, from where comes new life, springtime comes. We call upon those four directions to surround us, surround us with their love and compassion, inspiration, understanding. We humble ourselves in this way. 
well, contact our creator of the universe, we call upon the powers of Father Sky at this time and ask especially forgiveness for mankind, men who have brought us to this position we are now today. Let us awaken and ensure the abuse of our sisters, our Mother Earth, womankind, end forever. For we together are like wings of the same eagle, the same condor, the same quetzal, both with equal respect and honor and power and glory, majesty, so we can fly our highest as prophesied as a human family, where we truly understand the prior unity and oneness of the human family, all life, and the herd of one is the herd of all, and the honor of one is the honor of all. Now, just humble myself before our beloved mother, remembering our mothers today who brought us forth into this world through great struggle. And if just for that, we give them thanksgiving for this beautiful life, as we ourselves are in this birth canal, birthing into a new humanity, a new global civilization. And I close this with a prayer for unity. Oh, my creator, oh, my creator, unite the hearts of thy servants and reveal to them thy great purpose. May they follow in thy commandments and abide in thy law. Help them, O oh God, in their endeavor and grant them strength to serve thee. O oh God, lead them not to themselves, but guide their steps in the light of knowledge and cheer their hearts with their love. Verily, thou art their help, O Lord. In the way of our Dakota people, we complete speaking. We always say our name. Shukmano Chinupasapa Hemeyodo means my names are Shukmano and Chinupasapa. And I stand responsible fully before the Creator for my words and my actions. And I want so much. So, so, so looking forward, you know, I have to tell you, my dear sister, Alvarina Alvarez, Mayan nation has, has just been, I can't even explain it. She, she is the essence of the love that animates the union, the condo, the castle and eagle, as well as animates our beloved human family. So sister, whatever you'd like to share, please, please. It's a beautiful group that are praying together, meditating together. And I'm so glad that you're with us. Aho. Aho. Beloved brother, beloved relatives, thank you so much for opening your hearts, your minds, and your spirits, and bringing forth your ancestors so Together, we can heal. Together, we can understand the process that our beloved creator has designed for us as his children, her children. And through this process that we can understand what means to love, have compassion, understanding, and respect for one another and our beloved Mother Earth. With my humble heart, I call 
upon to each one of you to put in your prayers, in your meditation, the life and the terror that our beloved relatives from the Amazons are going through each day to defend their territories, to defend their animals, their sacred animals, to defend their sacred waters, to defend their children themselves. This is the moment, beloved relatives, to understand that the hurt of one is the hurt of all, that the healing of one is the healing of all. The uplifting of one is the uplifting of all. And that the Amazon, being the heart of our beloved Mother Earth, not only needs our relatives, the indigenous peoples, who dearly take care of her, honor her, nourish her, with their ceremonies, with their prayers, with their love, with their understanding, with their communication with our Mother Earth in every moment, through their med sacred medicines, through their sacred ceremonies. So not only they need us, we need them. We need each other. And this is the moment when we as one can bring up our hearts to creator to let him to let him to let her know that we understand that only love only compassion can heal us all and bring us to live a life of peace on earth. So beloved relatives, thank you so much for your blessings. Thank you so much for your prayers. Thank you so much for bringing your meditation in service to our beloved mother earth and all our relatives who suffer of injustice and abuse with your prayers, with your beloved meditation, I am sure we will come together as one and see the change we want to see in the world. With all our love and gratitude for all you do. Aho. Aho. And I want to extend a special, special gratitude to our beloved sister, Dot Maver, who marked the year anniversary at 5.44 p.m. PDT of the union of the condor of the Quetzal and Eagle was formed in 2020, June 20th, 5.44, and fulfilled the prophecy of the reunion of the condor of the Quetzal and the Eagle. And I wanted to share as we're meditating, we explore the inmost chambers of our heart 
of our soul. I want to share these, these um, I want to say truths, because we know these to be true as Indigenous people from our own experience. But I want to share this. So important, because it really takes us what we experience when we meditate. The human soul has no gender, race, ethnicity, or class. This reality makes all forms of prejudice, whatever they may be, intolerable and unacceptable. The human soul is not divided. It is a reflection of our creator. So when we meditate, we find that oneness that transcends the world of names, that transcends this world of time and space. All the powers that distinguish us as human beings, reason, memory, abstract thought, creativeness, inventiveness, willpower, are all properties of our soul, not our body. This earth suit is the carrier of this sacred sovereignty, ancient, imperishable, everlasting. It's our belief that upon conception, this physical world of time and space, where each born is sovereignty, ancient, imperishable, everlasting. No matter what happens, we continue on this journey. In the spiritual worlds to come, we will recognize one another. We will seek union, a spiritual union. And in fact, this reality is happening right as we're in this physical world of time and space. That is, we find those relatives that somehow there's that spiritual connection. It's like we've known them forever. So we already are working in the spiritual worlds, connecting with each other. And so it will be in the other world. A love that anyone may have had for anyone will not be forgotten in the spiritual worlds to come, nor will we forget the life we've had in this physical world. So this incredible divine soul that we all have and in our indigenous languages, there's all, all is portrayed something like sometimes called the shadow. Sometimes it's called other words, but it's that part of us. In fact, Crazy Horse said, that's that we live in the world of the shadows, but the soul is the place of light, the worlds of light. And so to add this quickly here, and I know we have a little time. From our understanding, when we're conceived and born in this physical world of time and space, our purpose here is to grow our physical arms and legs and eyes and ears. And we don't need them in the womb world of our mother. And we don't even know there's other worlds around us. We're veiled by the womb itself. But yet inside, we're going through all kinds of shapes and forms, getting ready to emerge with our earth suit. And then sure enough, those eyes we didn't need, the mouth we didn't need, the nose, the ears, all those things. We begin our journey into this world and we come out and all our womb suit falls away. In fact, it wouldn't be, it would, my daughter, what I told her about, 
about the, the womb suit. What if I carried it? She said, oh, dads, that's gross. No, we leave it behind. Now we took that afterbirth, that womb suit and put it in a tree. We had ceremonies because we believed it was so important to honor that part. So what's our purpose here? Our purpose here is to grow our spiritual arms and legs and eyes and ears, to be kind, to be loving, to be compassionate. And one of the key ways we know is meditation. I remember one of the elders said to me, he said, you know, he said, Takaja, I hear you pray a lot. How often do you, do you, are you quiet to wait for the answer? <laughs> so that's what this beautiful group is doing. The answers are coming. And these answers are sharing with us our divinity, our sovereignty, our ancientness, and all those dimensions of our sacred, sacred being. And so, sister, would you anything to add, add to this or any questions? Just love and gratitude for your meditations. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes. Um, Brother Phil, could you share with us some of the, what you believe to be the most important prophecies from indigenous peoples around the world related to this time, this special time that we're entering into? <laughs> Well, as you go across the Americas and even around the world to indigenous peoples, you, you find a theme. And that is the, 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 the emergence of this great spiritual wintertime, this cycle which has come before. And for, for instance, over, over 500 years ago, there was actually living across the Americas. Estimates now, in my day when I was a professor at the University of Lethbridge, we were figuring around 100 million indigenous people. Now the scholars are saying 108 million. Now, at that time, it was prophesied that the union of the Condor, the Castellingo would be broken. It would be broken for a period of about 500 years. But then, and we have different timings, like for instance, the prophecy that the eagle, when the eagle lands on the moon, that this new day will come. And of course, Everybody was tuned in in 1969 when the first uh, spaceship went to the moon. And of course, the first words they said was, the eagle has landed. <sighs> and the eagle has landed is a prophecy. Of, many different tribes have this prophecy about the, the eagle landing on the moon. The Hopi said this, beware. So day will come that other members of our human family will come here from the east. And many, not all. Many were forgotten their own way of truth and peace and kindness and compassion. He said, beware, because when that day comes, people build tra trails across the sky and travel across those trails and birds. And he said, beware, because that day comes, people will build cobwebs across this land and speak across those cobwebs. And they said, beware, when that day comes, people will build trails across this land and travel across those trails in bugs. I, I said this to a group of <laughs> elementary school children some time ago. They said, ah, oh, Volkswagens. No, bugs. And they said, when that day comes, beware. Because it will reach into the earth and find a power. If it's not used in a good way, it will be like dropping a gourd of ashes on the earth. That mushroom cloud. If you ever, I used to have a, have a burning stove. I had to clean it. Drop that. 
And they said, beware. When that day comes, the earth will be shaken three times before we need the fourth world. Fifth world, we talk about this. And very interesting. The first time, of course, the world was shaken in, these, in the prophecies, World War I. But they say in World War II, they said two of the powers that will shake the earth, one will have the sign of the rising sun coming from the west. The rising sun coming from the west, second team. The other will have the sign opposite that of life. We have a sign we use called the whirling logs, which means it's, it's, it's like a swastika, but it's turned the opposite direction. Mm. Now, our prophecies don't make judgments. The saying is this earth will be shaken the second time for all of us, by the way, that the truly the herd of one is a herd of all. And then they talk, they say, and, and watch carefully because on the eastern part of this land, along the great water, a great house of Micah will be built, a house of glass. Micah is kind of a, as you know, you can kind of barely see through it, United Nations building. And of course, they went there right after it was open, Thomas Vinyaka and other elders, and they weren't, weren't given entrance for these prophecies to warn humanity we had to wake up. So there's Hopi. Um, <clears throat> We have our own in Hantua, um, uh, prophecy of the white buffalo. Now this is, there's, there's, there's different prophecies about the white buffalo. This one is particularly about a white albino bull buffalo that would appear. And if he gave himself to the people, because it's very interesting, in a, in a in buffalo really taught us so much because the old buffalo, the old bulls, were on the edge of the herd. So we're the first to go. And the younger bulls, and older mothers, younger mothers, in the center of the children, and right in the center, it's particularly because the bulls albino, they have pink eyes and pink toes, and they can't see. So our thing is to always protect that which is weaker. So that white buffalo is right in the middle of that herd, even though it's a big bull. So the prophecies shared this white buffalo would come, but as a result, we would make it through this winter time and we would meet others from other traditions who also carry these same kinds of prophecies. And there's so many more uh, different prophecies that, that all really tell us that, that in a way, we can see it like this, that if we look at, at the, the unfolding of humanity, both individually and collectively, it's important. The herd of one is a herd of all. The honor of one is the honor of all. Therefore, what happens individually happens collectively. So with that understanding, we have <clears throat> this idea of uh, the, the, excuse me, somebody's talking to me. We have the whole understanding that, that renewal, renewal is, unfolding through this time we're in. So again, the whole theme of these prophecies is that we go from infancy, infancy to childhood, childhood to adolescence, adolescence to adulthood. So you might say we're leaving 
our adolescence as a human family and moving into our spiritual adulthood. And we can even see it paralleled as societies grow around the world. You have, now this, this, we're just looking at the Christian Judaic only because we also had ours. But you see the coming of Abraham talking about the teachings of the family. Then you have the coming of Moses who teaches us about tribes. Then you have the time of coming of Jesus, Lord Jesus. You see city-states for the first time emerging all over. And then you see the coming of Muhammad, the coming of nations, nations. And then now, what do we need? We need truly to come together as a human family with the foundation of justice. Justice has to animate all we come together in this new uh, global civilization that's unfolding. And so you think about it, you know, we do that individually as well. Yeah. The same. So I don't want to go over time. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want to see if it, it's a, that, 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 that Sister Adriana may have, have a last words, please. In this day, by the way, our prophecy is real clear. This is the day that womankind has been prepared to rise. And men, we need to step back and allow that to happen. Because we are the ones that created this mess we're in right now. Although, we might remember too, that we all play a role in this in terms of how yeah. we raise our children. So let's raise our children not to glorify war yeah. at all. In fact, seeing war is the last, last resort of all. Thank Just you. Any last closing? Thank you so much, brother. Special thanks to you for always, always opening these spaces for our indigenous peoples to the words of women and to the words of the manifestation of the creators. Thank you so much for opening always our hearts with your love and prayers and wisdom. Thank you also to Triangle Meditation Group mm. and very special to Dot Maver who mm. is tirelessly and with great vision and great heart always putting us also together to meditate, to understand silence. Thank yes. you so much, Paul. Thank yes. you. Thank you all. And thank you so much add, for- I want to add this one little thing about my- Sure. It's so important. If anything I've said, you like to enjoy, it's because you already knew it. If there's any kind of spiritual qualities that you might see in me, it's because you already have me, couldn't see it in me. We're just mirroring each other, that's all. We're just mirrors, mm. mirrors of our sacredness. Yes. Well, thank you so much for being here with us. And we wish you all the best in your World Unity Week and in all the work that you do. And hopefully, hopefully we can have you back sometime for, for more sharing. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. And just to remind all of our participants that on Friday, we're also going to have another opportunity to be part of World Unity Week on Friday night at 8 p.m. And you'll re be receiving an email about that. And so Adriana and Phil, you're certainly welcome to come and <laughs> participate more if you have the chance. But I know you're very busy. So anyway, 
So let's just come together in a moment of silence to link up with all of us here today and with all Triangles workers throughout the world. Thank you so much. Bye.